Rusty Quill presents. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Wake of Corrosion, Season 2, Episode 10, Part 1, The Rift. This is Professor Ryan of Bunker A12. This is a public broadcast to any survivors out there. Before I begin, please be aware that I advise listener discretion going forward as some of the content of this broadcast can be unsettling or disturbing. Good evening, survivors. I... God damn it. It seems as though Naya got under the skin of some of our residents. Jesus, I can't believe I'm having to say this. They're gone. At least ten people have gone. The crack that opened up in the wall of our safe haven, that awful breach on our sanctity, it grew. The fissure became a rupture, became a hollow in the wall, became a rift. Nothing we did stopped it, and everything we tried only endangered us more. The sound coming from the rift amplified, and the spores in the air easily tripled. Still we carried on, still we kept the rest of A12 secure, That is until last night. Last night when the sirens blared us all awake. And some ungodly hour. And corridors echoed with screams of panic. I worked to reassure those who could not do it for themselves. That that is not to say that I was not terrified myself. For believe me, I surely was. But there are others in here who matter far more than me. Others who need a rock to cling to in times like this. It wasn't until the alarms were shut off and the panic had subsided that I was able to consult George and the other engineers to find out just what had caused the hysteria. He was hesitant at first, but it was clear he knew, and he had no other choice 
and lying certainly wasn't an option. At some point during the night, he said, at least ten residents breached the containment measures around the rift and had walked straight into the thing. Not a single one of them hesitated or looked back. I saw it for myself, of course, on the security footage before it cut out. I saw it, survivors. I saw them step in and disappear through there. Not a single one of them has been seen since. We still don't know if there's been any more. It's all panic. And it's all Naya's fault. No, it's my fault. It's all my fault. If I hadn't allowed her at the airtime, if I'd have just shut off the recording sooner, I let her get into my head. I let her convince me she had something of value to share, and look what happened. People are gone, likely dead. Because I was too hungry for knowledge, for answers. I never wanted any of this. Never wanted anyone to get hurt. And I still... I still can't get in touch with Claire on top of it all. On top of it all. On top of it all, I hope she's alright. Oh my God, what have I... What have I done? Apologies, survivors. It's all quite a lot at the moment despite <clears throat> despite everything that's happened is happening it did manage to review some of our previous evidence and cross-reference it with the knowledge gained from Claire assuming that Naya had said even a scrap of truth I think I have some semblance of an idea of what happened out there but it's just a theory at the moment and while as an astronomer I feel ridiculous even suggesting that such a thing as I did not think it was possible. Survivors, friends, the knowledge we have points towards there being some sort of cosmic event of unfathomable proportions. If the readings at Radford were correct, then, well, it implies that the Andromeda galaxy has collided with our own. Whilst there are many theories of what would happen in such a situation, or whether it would even occur, none of them came close to what's happening at the moment. I, well, I feel a fool for even suggesting such a thing. But in the absence of anything so much as another suggestion of what could have happened, I'm inclined to believe this theory until proven otherwise. Of course, the implications of this are huge, and their effects so far-reaching that they're beyond comprehension. Given what Claire and the brothers have encountered out there, what's happening in here currently, then I believe the creatures, rifts, destructions of so many places, not to mention the disappearance of huge swaths of people, must be all side effects of this convergence. I still can't quite believe what I'm saying here. Regardless, I feel it's important that we press on with the brothers' journey as we're nearing the end of the current data I have on them. Please bear in mind, friends, I'm yet to review any of the remaining accounts and therefore we'll be discovering their fate together. Let's continue. If I look back now at um, two, three, was it three? I, I don't know. But if I look back at our camping trip and our lies before, well, it's a blur. And I don't mean like a blur of excitement or business. It's like a fading memory. It's nearly gone. I can't picture my routine before all of this. My friends, the people I worked with, 
any of it. It's all just smudges of dull colour, and likely mostly untrue. Like when you recall a dream, but you know you're fabricating most of it just to help it make sense. Life now is run, hide, run, hide. Desperation, fear, uncertainty, they are my fuel, and I'm afraid they're not going to be enough to get me through this next leg of the journey. Safety isn't really an option. Hope is a... That's a fucking joke. So I guess I'll just keep going. Because there isn't much else out there. Really is there. Other than horrors bent on either killing us, toying with us, or... I don't even know what else. So, um... We decided to head to A12, where that Professor Ryan guy was broadcasting from. The one Jim was listening to. We figured it's the only place where we've heard the same person, given that all the others we've met have either gone mad, been mad, or disappeared. Well, it's our only hope. In theory, <laughs> in theory, it shouldn't be a hard journey. Of course, that's in theory. But in reality, I just can't see how we're going to manage it, especially if anything happens to the one working vehicle we found. I'm not sure whether you've heard Roman's ramblings, but um, if you haven't, well, it's snowing currently. Not only that, but it's <laughs> it's bloody cold as well. Like, finger-numbingly cold. And I don't know why. I don't know how. I mean, it shouldn't be. It's summer. The end of summer, but summer, still. And I'm not sure which I find more frightening. The sudden biting cold, or... The complete lack of reasoning for it. Long story short, we're not prepared for this at all. I mean, yeah, we've got hats with us and some waterproof clothing and some generally warmer stuff that we'd wear at night whilst camping. I mean, it still gets cold at summer in the evenings, right? But that's the problem. It's summer. Or at least it was summer. So the majority of our clothes are suited to that weather. On top of all that, we've been wearing the same unwashed clothes over and over now so many times that everything has this worn-out quality to it, which isn't comforting in the slightest. Between the heavy snow, blocked roads, and general corrosion of the place, finding A12 isn't proving easy at all. I mean, yeah, we've got a map and all that, but nothing is really the same out here anymore. And no matter how many times Roman keeps telling me it can't possibly be winter, or even autumn yet, that doesn't do much to explain why it's getting dark at 5pm, does it? That alone is enough to hamper our journey. Especially when we have to drive at a snail's pace to avoid any snow-covered hazards. And all the time in between, I have to claw at the edges of sleep whenever I can. Every time I close my eyes, I'm either worried I won't wake up, or worried I will. Both are equally as daunting. I'm not even sure what sleep is anymore. Every time it's quiet, every time I close my eyes, I can hear this... this sound somewhere in the back of my head. Like a voice pressed against the base of my skull. It's as though my mind won't let me hear what's being said, no matter how much I strain. Last time it happened, it was particularly invasive. There was a quality to it that really ate away at my patience. 
I absently started to scratch at the back of my neck and <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous. But I'm sure I'm I'm sure I felt something under my skin move. I tried to feel it again since, but there's nothing there. I even asked Roman to look. Only checking after he'd laughed at me. There was nothing there. I've noticed him touching his neck a lot since I mentioned it. Alna asked to check his. Best not. So, um, here we are. Summer, actually winter, and then isolated apocalypse. Heading towards an unknown man. In a bunker. <laughs> the vain hopes that we don't just bring all hell crashing down on ourselves once again. Fucking great. I remember panicking over hearing things in the woods. I remember flashes of that stag so very, very long ago. It all seems like nothing compared to my horror of a life now. Like nothing. Like I am nothing. Just a moat of dust floating from one place to the next. I know how Elliot feels. The dwindling hope, as I'm sure you do too, survivors. It's important that we do not let fear rule us, though. Despite our losses, despite our setbacks, we must continue. Even if we make dire, awful mistakes along the way. There's always hope. Always. Our next entry is from Roman's voice recorder, I believe. There's nothing left, Roman. I don't know why you're even bothering. Just... Just start, goddammit. Just start. Fuck. Fucking fuck. Roman. I'm recording. Why? Fucking why? Just turn it off. Because this is important. It's our next milestone. Will you cut it out? Stop with the poetic bullshit. If you think running out of fuel and being stranded in an icy wasteland is worthy of a milestone, then you've gone completely mad. What are we supposed to do now, eh? What? Try and siphon some fuel? Oh yeah? Of course. With what, exactly? You're just going to slurp it all up and squirt it out into the tank? Is that what you're going to do, eh? Fuel expert Elliot? Jesus. This is it, Elliot. We're totally done. Well, why don't we house hop, then? What? Well, people's houses are going to be warmer than out here. So if we travel where we can, and when we get too cold, we'll take refuge in whatever house we can. There's enough. What about the spaces in between? Or keeping warm whilst we're in there? Well, we can start fires, can't we? I'm sure there'll be plenty of fuel, and as for the spaces in between, well... We'll just have to make sure that we're well-stocked. <laughs> well-stocked? Are you aware of just how little food we've got left? What do you mean? Jesus, what planet are you on? We've barely got anything left, Al. But... But... But people will have food in their, in their houses, right? Yeah, if it's not already been taken or decimated. Fuck. Fuck. We have to get to A12. We have to get there. Whoa, dickhead. Slow down. Let's get a few more layers on first and make sure we've all buckled up and ready. How far is it? 
I don't know, man, maybe 15, 20 miles? I'll be honest, I'm not entirely certain whereabouts we are anymore, so it could be less. Or more. Yeah, that too. Either way, I don't think we'll make it all the way today. It's already getting dark, and I think we've got a greater risk of getting lost walking at night. That, and if outside right now is anything to go by, it'll be bloody freezing as well. Not to mention all that. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to say it. Right. Let's get some more layers on and head out. If we stick to the main road and house hop, like you said, I think we should be alright. Do you think this Ryan guy will be there? Mate, I don't even know what to think anymore other than just keep Just keep moving. That's all that's in my head. Speaking of heads... What? You keep scratching the back of your neck. And your hands. Is there anything going on? Well, yeah, sort of. Go on. It's your bloody fault. Ever since you mentioned feeling something on your skin that time, it's bloody got into my head, hasn't it? As in, I can't stop thinking about it, and it's making me feel the same. So, just your imagination? Yes, Elliot. Alright. I... I don't think mine was, though. Still. Come on, Ro. We've breathed in so much of that shit down in A7. Who knows what's happened? Jesus, Al. I'm surprised you haven't been freaking out more if that's all you think about all the time. I think I'm running dry on freaking out. I mean, what can I do about it now? It's happened. It's not like I can undo that. I just... I just hope that a slight itch is the only side effect, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. Ready? As I'll ever be. Onward we go, then. I've never seen it this bad here before. Not here. Not in England. The snow is getting deeper and deeper. For the last part of the journey, my boots sank into it so much that it was falling inside of them. That's the main reason we stopped. To try and dry our feet, stop our boots from getting too wet inside. Blisters wouldn't help the journey. We've got a fire going now. Managed to salvage a fire pit from someone's garden and drag it into another person's house. All the windows are blown out so the smoke isn't too bad. I'm not sure we've got enough stuff to burn for a whole night though. So much furniture is made from that cheap MDF stuff it just burns up real quick. I consider it lucky that we found a few barbecue coals but there's really not many. I'm going to try and describe the weather. (laughs) Wow. I never thought I'd still be doing something so stereotypically British in the apocalypse. I've never been in a blizzard or a snowstorm or anything like that. But I can't imagine how they could be worse than what it's like right now. Out here. Out there. It's not really stopped snowing since we left A7. It was pretty light at first, though. But now, well, now it's a lot heavier and incredibly windy. Every step feels like ten as the wind whips at our faces and the snow stabs in our eyes. And every time we try and look where we're going, we can't see. It's just white. The overpowering sound of gusts made it impossible to hear one another, which in turn made the journey feel awfully lonely and isolated. 
There were times where I was sure we were passing the same places over and over. It's just so hard to tell. Everything just has this dull white filter over it. Our journey was slowed further by the ever-increasing depth of the snow, when every step was filled with uncertainty. Reminds me of this time we, uh, we went gorge walking. You had to calculate every step you took in the river. You know, test it first. Was the floor going to move? Was it lower or higher? Would it drop suddenly? That's how it felt out there on those undulating icy roads. I'd like to think it'd be better tomorrow. That we might even make it to A12. But, uh, I just, I just don't know. I'm going to have to stop writing. My my gloves have stopped doing their job. They're completely soaked through. Obviously, I didn't think to bring any waterproof ones with me when we first set off. <laughs> Even with the fire, it's, uh, it's biting cold. My nose. My hands. My toes. I'll, um, I'll see if I can get Roman to record something. I, I don't know. I don't know if he will. There. It's on. Should we... Should we keep saying what our plan is? Keep updating it? And this is all in case something happens to us. It's a bit morbid, don't you think, Al? Like you said, bro. We're playing the survival game now. As much as I hate to say it, you're right. So. Our plans, then? Mm Mm-hmm. Well... Given that we've managed to hobble together some sort of fire and relative comfort... If by relative you mean relative to living in the Arctic, then yeah. Given that, we're looking for at least a few more hours walk until we start to get near A12. Obviously it's really freaking hard to know where we're going out there, both in long and short term. I really hope it's not as bad tomorrow. If I step off the curb and nearly break my ankle one more fucking time, I swear... So that's basically our plan. If by some miracle we find a snowplow or a random snowmobile lying around, I don't think we'll be travelling by vehicle anytime soon. Reckon we'll make it by tomorrow. I bloody hope so. Look, that's all we've got. A few more nights, mate, and we're done. Don't, don't remind me, please. We should get some rest. <sighs> Agreed. with my fucking toes and every part of me I can feel aches the the fire's still going and and Elliot seems to be fast asleep (laughs) that was fucking dead (laughs) oh oh, shit I shouldn't shouldn't have said that come on come on fuck I don't even know if this thing's picking that up if this is the last recording That thing's got us. I've not... I've not slept yet. I haven't heard that thing for a while, but the the fire's out, and it just keeps getting colder. It's okay. It's it's okay. Shit. Elliot? Elliot, wake up! Get up! Fuck! 
What? 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 Gra- grab your stuff. We've, we've, we've got to go. Fuck. 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 Given at this point we still have a few entries left, I would like to hope that it's safe to assume Elliot and Roman managed to escape from this particular encounter. Although we both know I can't say for certain. Before I go, I wanted to... My God, it's... it's Claire! Ryan! Ryan, are you there? Over. Claire, it's me! It's so good to hear your voice. Are you alright? I'm fine. I'm kind of in bad shape, though. I've been trying to get it to work. Can you hear me okay? It's it's not too bad, but the signal is affected a little. What happened to you? To, to the radio? Ryan, I remember. Remember what, Claire? I remember being with Roman and my family. Being a cop. How did I forget that? I remember driving here and all that panic. Hearing the news stations blare out the same mandated warnings. Ignoring all of them and racing here. To my friend, Sarah. I remember Ralford, the control room before. Before all this. I remember Sarah telling me the unthinkable had happened. The impossible. She said there was something more. Something else that had reached out to her. To us. Then she... She leaned against the wall with her coffee and just vanished. Straight through the solid drywall, just gone. I ran. I ran to where she was and put my hands to the wall and I fell too. I fell and fell until I was nowhere. Until I was just in an ice-cold field of snow. I had no idea why I was there or what made me run to that wall. Or at least I didn't at the time. I think... I think it was the fall that made me start to forget. I think it was that doorway. There's another one, but it has assured me it'll be alright. I'm in a school with them, an old one. Ryan, there's hope still. There's hope. Claire. Claire, no, no, Claire. If you're with who I think you're with, then you have to leave. You have to leave now. Naya is not to be trusted. She succumbed to whatever evil is out there. Claire! Claire! Damn it! I must get in touch with her. I must find where this school is. It has to be Ralford. It's, it's got to be. Claire, do you read me? Over. God damn it! Survivors, I don't even know what to say at this point. I'm going to keep trying Claire on that channel. I sincerely hope she replies. Even more so, I hope that she's not with who I think she is. The consequences of such a mistrust could be dire for her. I couldn't forgive myself if anything were to happen. Naya, if you're listening to this, do not hurt her. She's just an innocent survivor looking for her family. You have to let her go. Uh, I'm going to keep trying to contact her. Until then, survivors, don't wander in the dark. Survivors, just one last message from me. If you'd like to support us here at Bunker A12 to 
help us keep sharing the stories of our shattered world with you, then please consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wake of corrosion. There are plenty of extra insights available there, as well as Letters to Shadows, a monthly series of additional stories from other survivors like yourselves. Any contributions will be hugely beneficial to help keep us from wandering in the dark. Before the credits, I'd like to give a shout out to our very generous Patreon subscribers at the A12 resident tier and above. Indike, Laurel, Nath, Paul, Trace, AJ Pumpkin, Austin Danger, and Twiglets. Thank you all very much. Thank you for listening. For news and updates, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Wake of Corrosion. Wake of Corrosion was written, directed, and produced by Sean Pellington, with voice acting from Kieran Walsh as Professor Ryan, Lee Pellington as Roman, Sean Pellington as Elliot, Brianne Leeson as Claire, title and credits read by Adele Cliff. Our introduction theme, Shadowlands 5, Antichamber, and outro theme, Phantasm, were created by Kevin MacLeod, sourced from Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. Both pieces have been reduced from their originals with fade-out, added voiceover, and radiostatic effects. Morse code SFX, courtesy of Stephen C. Phillips of morsecode.world, all other sound effects are self-recorded from soundsnap.com or zapsblack.com. For our full list of credits, please visit the website in our show notes. Thank you again for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 